Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This week on Up to 90, we talk. The 90s in the news. So, guys, we're going for a very umbrella topic this week. We're in the car, it's raining. It's snowing, snowing actually now. Yeah, it's not looking great. So, welcome to March. If uh, I, I mean, if we were anyway elevated, we probably would make some joke about climate change. I know, yeah, the end is... I think this is it now. I think this is the last year we're going to get... May, we might get to 2020, but I think it's all going to end then. That's my theory on it. But I just think we've had a good run, and that's all that matters. Yeah, no, Do you know what I mean? It's no terrible. Yeah, I'm grand about it, to be honest. My auntie is a big believer um, in con- climate change as being a massive conspiracy theory. All right. Huge. And she's quite, like, do you know what I mean? Like, she is, she's quite with the programme. Yeah. You know, she's quite clued in. Like, she did originally prophesize when Little came to Ireland she was the only naysayer. She was like, this is it. Before you know it, we're going to be owned by German Bank. Up to 90, up to 90, up to 90, with Emma and Julie. Oh, oh, yeah. Now, is that or is that not the case currently? Yeah, we are owned by a German so bank. So she called it. She, she was ca- a psychic yeah, yeah. Sally. And the first time she met Fred, Pearl Fred made some like innocuous comment about climate change mm. or something to that effect. And oh she, I was like, oh no, no. So it was a trigger. She spat in his face. So she spat in his face and tied him to a chair in Dick Max pub. And sure you couldn't get involved. It was... I mean, there were two people that you loved, so you had of just, course, just to, yeah. yeah. It was a bit of a. It was. I was. It was just like, what was that film about the divorce? Kramer versus Kramer. Oh, I was just yeah, like that yeah. child that nobody wanted in the middle that nobody cared about. But like, I mean, sure, she's all about you know support your local planet. That's her like key phrase. But she does, and poor old Fred throughout, like she was kind of grilling Fred for facts, and he I was, was like, say, "Hasn't the planet gone up by?" And Fred was like, "Hasn't the planet gone up by one degree in temperature or something, something to that effect?" And Jer okay. responded with. So what? I love how Fred's Fred name is now, his full name is Poor Old Fred. Poor Old Fred. P-O-F, plenty of fish. Poor Old Fred. Do you know what he said to me? We were arguing about fantasy children names if we ever did get pregnant last night. And he naysayed Peggy, which I love the name Peggy. And do you know what he said his favourite boy's name is? But I don't know, was he pulling my... Pulling my cuss, yeah. as they say, because it is shocked in a Gregus. So let's just throw it in. Um, Martin is the fave of his for a boy. Oh, sorry, the kids aren't even Little a reality Martin, yet, like and they do not stand a chance. Oh, Peggy, well, we know they're going to be ginger, like their Martin. parents. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Peggy and Martin, they're not the cool kids, aren't they? <laughs> Peggy, Peggy is a ninety-year-old woman who lives on an island. Do you with know a fucking he was shawl. called? But what about Peggy from Mad Men? And David Beckham's niece is called Peggy. That's why that's I was good enough for them. It. Is your if child going to be David Beckham's niece, Judy? No. I'm sure, who knows? Is your child going to be a star in Mad Men? No. Uh, well, now listen. She's going to be not, going to a fucking whale school. That's you know that's not true. I'd never. I actually wouldn't send my child to Wales because I find them so homogenous. Well, she's going to be an Irish little Peggy. 
Irish looking. I, but I, I think the elder name's the better. Better, like my friend Marie in Dingle. Shout out to Marie Kern. Has I just love. I love this name for her little girl. Her first little girl is called Bridie, which I think is really cute. Oh, yeah, that's little Bridie. Bridie, yeah, that is cute. But sure, look, everyone goes on about the names. Like it doesn't matter because then you just pick the name when they're born. Okay, fair enough. Good, good to know. Moving forward, no, but you know what I mean. Like I, I know I would have had names in my head, but they go out the window then a lot of the time. Well, I, if I was a boy, my mother's always telling me I would have been Barry. All right, yeah, Barry, Barry John, Barry John Johnson. Yeah, not it's a bad. Just name. not a. I don't know. I don't know. What but you're not you? a boy. No, but you're sure, not. I'm not a boy. So that's good to know, isn't it? Um, any more news before we get to nineties in the news? No, fuck all. Um, you were in Cork this weekend. I was in Cork last <gasps> Loving night. Loving the nails. I got them done this week. Yeah. Oh, no, my God. Did I tell you what happened to me in work about the poo? No. Did I tell you about the poo? No, go for it. So I'm in work, okay, and I have to do poo, and I have to do a poo. It's not like a poo that will kind of, I can do in You're an hour. You're touching cloth. I've got to do a poo. The problem with the toilets in my work is they are not soundproof. And at the door, somebody sits, somebody has their back to the the lady's toilet door. And I, this is not, this is not going to fly at all. It doesn't sound 21st century. No, it's not soundproof. It's just the most annoying thing. And I have my back to the gents and I can hear fucking everything. And the most constant noise I hear is people. Tsh, With the Febreze. Wha- yeah. And I was well, like, that's I, considerate. Hang on, I'm is. putting on my jacket. But I didn't want to be in that. I didn't want to be in that crowd so I had to I knew there was a a coffee shop around the corner but I'd never seen a toilet I was like there's got to be a toilet somewhere so I went around to the coffee shop went upstairs and I found this I mean miscellaneous toilet I can only describe there was two office doors beside it but I couldn't figure out which was the light switch Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to flick a switch that was the wrong one because then someone would come out of one of the offices and they'd be like oh sorry you okay are you you here to meet here to meet John are you at 11 o'clock and I was like I haven't got time I haven't got time to have a conversation so I had to run into the toilet in the dark I couldn't find a light I thought maybe the sensor light no light came on I had to do a poo in the dark oh yeah that's quite that's quite disconcerting isn't it yeah doing a poo in the dark so I had to do but now at least I have I have a place where if I need to do poo and work I know just where to go and I'll um, I'll just have my torch with me Oh, Anna, you your know. phone's got a torch for these situations. Yeah, but surely. it's not enough. I mean, you need you need light coming from a couple of different angles. So I'd have the phone torch on and the Are regular torch. Are you taking torch. a picture of it, sir? <laughs> Do you know what? If that reminds what me, this to. is even a story. I'm so much happier now I have my jacket on. It's now sunny. Yes. Welcome to the four seasons of the day. I see um, this was the problem last night. It was just, the weather was really bad. How long so. did it take you to come home from Cork? I was near three hours because the weather was so bad and yeah. then I do this thing when I'm on the home stretch and I know that I'm I'm going to be home in 10 minutes for some reason I'm Cruise just so t- control yeah I do I go yeah you do you start oh missed the turn oh shit mm. yeah so I just came in and had a few jellies uh, a swig of 7-Up and then I went to bed oh nice couple of midnight jellies yeah. speaking of the poo a friend of mine used to work in this office she was a receptionist at oh, this yeah. building site mm. and she really fancies, fancied this lad and she was the only girl working like in the on the site yeah 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 so she really fancied this guy and he was a bit of a, a bit of a handyman I suppose you'd call him yeah but one day anyway the boss um, she went to the toilet and she uh, went to the toilet and basically did a poo. Yeah. Discovered they were out of toilet paper. Oh, Christ. Okay, and then discovered that uh, it wouldn't flush. So luckily she had a serviette because, you know, let's be posh, a napkin, if you will. Uh, she had a napkin in her bag. So she was trying for ages, couldn't get rid of it. So she actually um, placed the poo, reached down, placed the poo in the sanitary bin because she didn't want the lads to come in and see it. You know this girl. I do know this girl. I'm not going to tell you who the girl is. No, but don't. Anyway, Christ but anyway, almighty. So the, the handyman who she'd been crushing on, because you know you need that work crush to get you through yeah, the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, 
her her handyman crush came in and anyway the boss was like listen I hate to let's just call him Mick I hate to ask you to do this Mick but would you ever would you ever mind changing the sanitary bin because they're not coming this week so she was sitting there and she was just like no no this can't happen and sure enough he came out and he just gave her this look of absolute disgust because who else could it have been he was going to put a poo in the sanitary bin fucking and she was thought she was being considerate. Do you know what I mean? But like he was like, who shits, who shits in the sanitary bin? That is horrific. Is no one in? else would do it. Like no one else would go near is the sanitary bin with him. Now? Well, look, she obviously had to leave the job, but that was at the height of the Celtic Tigers. That really wasn't an issue. But she was like, basically, I think your man just gave her a look. And before... Oh, my God. Before he said anything, she had just turned to the boss and said, listen, this, like everyone this is my does two weeks poos. You're not going to look in the toilet and go, oh, my God. Fucking whatever. Well, my June, question... June shits. That's a fucking Nettie no-no. But no, you still but it, don't want anyone to see it, Emma. No, but June shit's Look, I'm not bit. saying it's not something I would do. Like, my question at the time was, I really didn't understand why she didn't just get the napkin and leave it over the poo. <laughs> just like, like honey, a you death. know, like, like a death. I know, like just you cover it. The eyes. Well, that's what I thought. I mean, you need something to cover but it. But I think she just thought, I think she was just getting such slagging from the lads all the time. She's like, no, like, I'm not going to. I, they're not going to have this well, on But I me. suppose she had to make the choice whether she was going to use the napkin to cover or to clean. Look, it was, a, it was a choice she made in the moment. Okay. She probably made the wrong choice for I herself. assume she's in counselling. Like she's at least yeah, four no, times a week. Yeah, no, she's not okay. Like she hasn't, <laughs> has, has, hasn't had a steady job or a steady oh. relationship since. But it's oh like my the God, thing of, you know, there was when phantom you... pooers. Do you know that? That's a th- big thing. What's a phantom pooer? So basically, it's somebody who just goes and poos outside and goes and poos somewhere. So there was this one up in, there's this shop in Clondalkin. Is it? No, it's not in Clondalkin. It's in Finglas called Clever Buys. I did a video there before with Jen Hatton. But they have t-shirts, Ooh. right, of the phantom pooer. So they had a guy who was coming up to the shop at the shutters and pooing at the shutters. In the middle of the night. And they caught him on camera and everything. But obviously he was getting some kick out of it. Yeah, yeah, he was getting a kick out. So they come to work it's in the all morning. Very strange. Like, I and can remember. That's what they would be. So they have t shirts in the shop. I'm the Phantom Power or something like that. If you buy them. Oh, I know what. Because it was in the. I think it was in like the mirror and stuff like Where that. Where is this shop? Fingless. Okay. Uh, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah, with the whole shitting thing. I can remember in Australia, was it Australia? Yeah, it was Australia. A friend of mine um, was found, was I telling you this one? Mm-hmm. She was found lying beside <laughs> a shit um, on the street. Oh my God. So she had to be like brought, you know, you know the way the Australians totally overreact with the stomach bumping. So anyway, she got brought, you know, she was just having the crack. But was, you know yourself, she, she was she, just having the crack, having a little snooze. But did she own the shit? shit? This, to this day, we whenever she's reminded of the story, she just likes to tell us all. But like, it wasn't my shit. As in that this is better. But it was still a human shit. And you know what's awful? Do you know when you are in that situation, like on a plane or like a train or some kind of confined oh, space? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And you like just... You know, your bowels just, you lose control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You lose absolute control and it won't flush. Well, I suppose it always flushes on a plane. But let's just say, take, for example, a train and it just will not flush. You try your best, you do what you do and there's no tissue. Like that's when you're really screwed. There's no brush, there's no tissue. Like you are just absolutely fucked. It's it's scary, isn't it? You have to emerge and tell the next person that wasn't me. Even though you've been in there for 20 minutes, you're fooling no be, one. They need to do a horror on that. Just people going around places and there being no toilet roll or it won't flush. But what do you do in that situation where there's no toilet? Like, do you know what I have done? I have I have ripped up the to- toilet roll holder. Yeah, yeah. And just like, kind of, you know, done a little scrapey scrapey. Just to leave it nice and pleasant for the next person. 
Oh Christ Almighty! Because that's how much I, I, I never hate told myself. This story. And also, I was going to say something else there as well <coughs> about toilet toiletness. Oh yeah, mm. the one thing I remember taking from my junior cert geography was my geography teacher. Other than the old, you know, stanic tights. Yeah, go down, yeah. mites go up. Like, we loved that misogyny associated mm. with 90s junior search geography. But I remember my geography teacher saying, if it's pee, let it be. If it's brown, flush it down. Flush it down. Yeah. But it's not, It's I have to say, don't like peeing on someone else's pee. No. I mean... You know, I know it could mean I would less flush snow and in then March. Go. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Could I mean don't. Less snow in March. It could mean the I future know. of the planet, but I just like a fresh. I just like fresh to pee bowl. on a clean page. Yeah, I'm the same. I think that's fresh start, new date, title date. We're good to go. Yeah, a nice fresh clean ball. Lovely. I love those nails. They're a baby pink. Yeah. Really nice. Just a little, just a little something, something. Are you going to get back into them now again? It's yeah, a I think slippery so. slope once you start. I see. I love them, but then when you have like a little tiny babies, you, it's it's just not practical. Like because you're picking like sleep and out of their Kylie, eye, and, and you're Kylie just. Kylie Jenner. I always wonder with her talents and Chloe and Co. I think they just must probably uh, hard to change the nappy. Yeah. Well, I they suppose probably people. Don't. Oh, the they have to. They might put the old gloves so? on. Yeah, you have to change your own baby's nappy. But they've so sake. many nannies. They probably don't. Yeah. To be fair, it's always that kind of. I think it's a fine line between glam and Edward Scissorhands' complete lack of dexterity. Yeah, yeah. You see, like these are these. <sighs> I kept kind of going. Actually, go shorter, go shorter. But I probably could have even got them shorter than I did. You just don't realize at the time. Yeah, I miss my nails already now, but got to give them a break. Okay, let's start with the news. A lot of 90s in the news yeah, this week. Yeah, so I was thinking, oh, do like a, a regular, fantastic um, A1, 10 out of 10, 90s episode. And I was like, God, there's been so much 90s stuff in the news this week. Yeah, a lot actually, happening. We actually couldn't ignore it. We couldn't. So we had Keith Flint first. Uh, were you Very a fan sad. of The Prodigy? Uh, I wasn't a ma- like I was a f- I wasn't a massive fan, but I the significance for the, of them for me was I remember the first time my friend um, drank. I gave her a drink, right? I think we had Doesn't a half sound like you. No, yeah, we had a half day or something. I didn't give her much drink, but it was like a mixture, you know. Like here's a bit of whiskey, here's a bit of vodka. And we were listening to that song, uh, Smack My Bitch Up. <gasps> Do you remember the video for that? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, it was so brilliant. So we were listening to that in my kitchen and then um, Love and Life and she started to deteriorate really, really fast. And she started getting sick all over herself. And oh stuff. God. And the other girl was like, let's ring her mom. Let's ring an ambulance or whatever. And I was like, no, uh, my mom fucking killed me. <laughs> So I let the other friend take care of the whole thing. And I was getting all these phone calls like, your mom says you have to tell your mom about it because she's going to call in to your mom and talk to your mom about it and everything. I was like, yeah. And did she call in to... No. And I totally fucking, I held my own. I waited. Oh, Emma. So they never called in to my mom. And I got away with it. So that's Do, your memory of smack my bitch up, smack yeah. my friend up. Okay, yeah, very yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, no, I used to, I love that video. If you haven't watched it, you need to watch it because that twist at the end. I know, it's good, isn't it? Oh my God. So very sad. Really, really suffered gender expectations. Um, very sad. And, and actually, 49. And just seemed so, because there was one actually, a couple of things, well, I'm sure a lot of people kind of um you saw a lot of people kind of reposting about these things but a friend of mine Lorraine yeah the James Blunt but also my friend Lorraine fantastic Lorraine gorgeous Lorraine she put up a lovely thing about how she met Keith Flint in Stansted Airport and he was so nice and he had a chat and took a photo with them Uh, I mean there's Lorraine what a babe oh 
that's Absolute lovely picture, babe. isn't it? Yeah, she's gorgeous. But do you know what? Like, I just think even this sums him up. Ian, he very kindly gave me, so this is what she um, posted in her caption, he very kindly gave me some tickets to the Prodigy gig at Hi-Fi Festival in Belvedere House. Need, needless to say, it was brilliant. An amazing live act with a front man like no other. I mean, I just think those random wow. acts of kindness. There's lo- there and then, of course, the of James them. Blunt. Yeah. No, I had a problem with the James Blunt one. Why? Because I felt like it was very passive-aggressive. He didn't About the other lads? He didn't need to name them. He could have just said other people. Yeah, but I think it kind so of... So I, I think it took away honest, from the sentiment of what he was trying to say. I know what you mean, and I did think that, but it was kind of outing people uh, to a certain extent, but I do think it added a gravity to the sentiment by saying these people that everyone knows and loves were actually dicks. Yeah. And Keith Flint... Yeah, was for lovely. me, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I like. No, it, but I, I totally just agree where you're coming bit, from. A bit of a dig at the yeah, other lads, but kind of, but I think, but to me, it kind of, if to me, it really grounded um, his sentiment and how, like, just how sweet and kind Keith was. It really grounded in reality for me. Yeah, yeah. So, will we just read out actually what James Blunt? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure if you've just landed from the moon, um, you might want to listen to this, but I'm sure you're already familiar with it. But James Blunt said at the Q Awards years ago, when Noel Gallagher was saying he was leaving Ibiza because I'd moved there and Damon Albarn refused to be in the same picture as me. And Paul Weller was saying he'd rather eat his own shit than work with me. Keith Flint came over, gave me a hug and said how thrilled he was for my success. Keith, I only met you once, but I shed a tear at the news of your death. In our business there are no prizes for being kind but if there was that Grammy would be yours now I I do think as well just as I read that I think we have to contextualize for our younger listeners James Blunt got a really hard time from people as well yeah yeah yeah. so he, he was very much kind of maligned because he came from this like middle class background upper middle class English background spoke with really posh accent I think that people were particularly cruel to James Blunt and also I don't know if I mentioned this it's kind of veering from the 90s but you know Fecka, we rarely do that so let's just let's just indulge mm. ourselves he actually gave me a birthday kiss on the cheek once, James Blunt, mm. because he played other voices. What? And someone had told him it was my birthday. And he gave me, he said, happy birthday, and gave me a kiss on the cheek. He was really sweet. So that was oh, nice. Yeah, okay, so I was at the history. gig. Just, so what I'm saying is he's an ex. Yeah. That's well, this what I'm is, saying. This is the jingle um, ex you talk about. Also, the one thing Christ. I did say... Uh, I did think as well, there are no prizes for being kind, but if there was, that that Grammy would be yours. It's kind of saying you didn't deserve to win the Grammy in the musical sense, Mm. but you were a nice guy. So musically, you didn't quite cut the mustard. But, you know, if there was a... I mean, that's like, you know, that's like me saying to you, um, okay, let's just imagine... Let's just imagine, for the sake of fantasy, I've won an Oscar. Mm. And if, you know, obviously you you don't take it well, and mm, let's just obviously. say you... Obviously I wouldn't, really. A few months, a few months eating a lot of jellies, drinking a lot of wine, yeah. um, lead to your untimely demise. And it would be like if I put up saying, Emma, I only met you once. <laughs> <laughs> but I shed a tear at the news of your death because I won't. I'm not a monster. I would definitely share a singular tear. Yeah. In our business, Emma, there are no prizes for being <laughs> kind. But if there was, that Oscar would be yours. I mean, you would be cursing me from the heavens above, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would be going insane. I'd be Even though, to be honest, you. yeah, yeah. But I get what you know. If you had, you know, your untimely demise, if you had killed yourself, it wouldn't be the heavens above. Like, you know, you'd be down below, cursing me from there. But do you know what I mean? It's a bit like, listen, (coughs) the music wasn't the best, but you were a nice guy. You were nice. Um, But yeah, very sad. And like, you know, I think we were all obsessed with that video, Firestarter and Smack My Mm. Bitch Up and all the rest. And I think it's like that lovely juxtaposition as well that the music was so hard and so hardcore. But he seemed to be such a gentle person. Yeah, like that's all all of the stories from people like, oh, he used to, like he came into this shop, he 
Somebody said, oh, their dad ran some venue and he had said that he was the nicest of any of them who we'd yeah. ever met. But it's a, I, it's always the way, though, isn't it? Like, I was saying that to Fred during the week because he was saying, God, like, it seems like he was this really nice guy. And I was like, so often when people do commit suicide, people say after they were just such lovely people, like that they were yeah. really gentle and soft. Do you feel from? And oh, then, yeah, very, very so sad. Then it was only, we only had that news and then... It was Luke Perry. Luke Perry. For some reason, I was more shocked by that. For I don't know why. Well, I mean, he was young. He had a stroke. I mean, Keith yeah, Flint, so the was, poor old he was committed 52. suicide. But like, Luke had died from complications to stroke. And I suppose you don't think somebody that age dies of a stroke. No. And obviously, he had been working. He'd pretty much been working. I know like 90210 was the big one, but he'd been working. Cons- like Riverdale, sure. Yeah. So lots of like kind of people would have been introduced to him. In more recent years, through that, but I was um I was having a look at him, look at him, and I was saying that he moved to L.A. in 80, 1984. and by nineteen eighty five, he had auditioned for two hundred and fifty six jobs before he got a yes. So what you're saying is we need to keep plugging away at this. We podcast. need to keep plugging away, but I was like, oh my god. I thought he would have been the type that they would have, you know, just with his look and stuff that he well, would have gotten parts quite easily. Well, he was, because so many people, everyone did compare him to James D- Dean, understandably. Yeah, yeah. But it was never, I think, an analogy that maybe was... Go- like, what I think we all liked about Luke Perry was, was that he always seemed really uncomfortable with this massive adulation and yeah. hysteria that oh yeah I think so big time and he actually, received like he really didn't see he did he definitely did not seem to court that genuinely no. and there were, in um, 1991 it was like some mall in uh, Florida oh, a riot yes, remember, yes. Did you see that the riot yeah. broke out with like 10,000 teenage girls and I don't think he was like oh brilliant like, of course was linked to Madonna was it not They're about always him? linked to Madonna. Oh, he linked, linked to Madonna. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Linked to Madonna. And do you remember in the Clueless film when um, Alicia Silverstone is said to be, you know, saving herself for Luke Perry? Yeah. Do you know? Mm. So he did have that kind of like pop cultural icon thing going on. But like, yeah, definitely. Obviously, playing Dylan McKay in Beverly Hills 90210. I mean, we uh, did. Uh, please tell me you fancied him, Emma. You never oh, fancied I did. him. No, oh, no, I did. God. No, I did fancy okay. him. Yeah. Maybe that's why I was so shocked by it because I was like, oh. I mean, I think we we all fancied him because he was like it was kind of hilarious, really. You know that he was supposed to be this renegade in this like white upper middle class suburban I fucking know. like context, but he was the renegade. I mean, obviously Beverly Hills. We'll discuss it more in another episode. But like yes. it started out, we all loved it, but it just got increasingly ridiculous. But his heartthrob status, oh my god, and like the way he was just. He was just an absolute ride. Yeah, he was a ride. He was a ride, but just seemed like the fact that he didn't seem aware of his rideness just made him more of a ride. Yeah. David Kitt, hello, how are you? It was a bit dramatic, the post maybe, and part of you goes, oh shit, now. You feel like you have to leave now. Well, there's that, (laughs) and there's me, and then it's like your mates texting you going, geez, what's going on? Like, can can we go for going away pints and all this kind of stuff? (laughs) Hello, my name is Dave Hanratty and there will be no encore, your weekly music smackdown every Friday on the Headstuff Podcast Network. So we had those and then the big grief, Julie. What was the big grief? Leaving Neverland. Oh yeah, have you did you watch it? Yeah. <gasps> Didn't Julie. watch it. I know listen, I was not allowed to watch it. Yes, of course, because Fred is a massive fan. Massive, huge fan. I mean like mom and dad, like you know, like his Christmas present was the Michael Jackson annual, like a few weeks ago, mum and mum <laughs> spotted, which seems so sinister now. But she did spot, where is Wally? Where is Michael Jackson? Um, oh, and Little. So it's particularly sinister because we just, you know, it's like catching Michael Jackson. Um, you know, he's usually, he's like lurking. Oh, it's fuck. a where is Wally, but it's based, obviously, you know, it's obviously with Michael Jackson instead of Wally. And it's like, you know, spot Michael Jackson and he's just lurking. Um, by the big tent oh, in the circus, you know, it's just really. I have to ominous. say, Julie, I and this is the truth. I would advise Fred against watching it. Do you know what? I don't I think, think he should. I think I think he, think he would, he would have it. to end up in counselling. I'm not joking. Well, so, you know, people have been telling Fred, "I'm sorry." 
like because they're just so I I don't think I he watched shows, it I think right. he'd find it too much it, uh, you know I love true crime and all that and you know I'd watch that stuff and sleep happily I watched the first I've watched it all but I when I watched the first part I actually was waking up having nightmares what I swear to God, it was... I the level of detail. The level of detail. But, like, so Wade, basically... Wade, you know Wade Robson, right? Mm-hmm. He met him... The first time he met him, he was five. He won this dance competition yes. in America. And then, two years later, they moved to America. So they kept in touch with Michael, all this stuff, like, loads of contact, whatever. And he, like, move over and I'll look after... Or, no, they didn't move over at that stage. They came over on a trip. And it was a case of, if you're ever in America, look me up. And the mom did. Like the ma- Everyone talks about the moms in these programs. But so they came and stayed with him for a couple of nights or something like that. And straight away, it was like sleepover buzz. And then the family was going on to the Grand Canyon. And he asked if Wade could stay. And Wade wanted to stay. He's seven. He stayed there with Michael on his own for a week. But can we talk about the mam? Both mams. And I know, look, I know, like, even, have you watched Abducted in Plain Sight? Yes. I mean, just it's, crazy. It but takes that to the next level. In both, in both instances, like, obviously you do. Now, I haven't watched Leaving Neverland, but it would appear, like, based on what I've read about it, etc. But, like, and based on Abducted in Plain Sight, like, they do groom the family first. Yeah, yeah. Like, the mothers, both so the of mother, the mothers. So, the mother, obviously, the mothers had been groomed. But at the same time, this thing of, I listened with my ear outside the door. Like, there's a grown man. Yeah. In bed with your seven-year-old. I'm sorry, but you can't. I don't know. To me, I'm not being a bitch about it, but like you can't. You actually cannot um, deny blame on the basis. Well, I was groomed as well. I'm sorry. Yeah. You had a duty of care to that child. Well, both the mums, like when they Crazy. when they speak about Michael and whatever, because he would have been in contact with the mums loads, and especially with James um, Safechuck. He or a safe check, safe joke. He would go to their house all the time and stay over in their house and like stay for dinner and he'd ring her all the time. So she felt both the moms, their feelings towards Michael was that Michael was like a son. So in 1993, he gets he's uh, there's the whole what's his name, Jordan Chandler case. Yes, both moms totally believe him. 1993, and that settled out of court for 15 million. But they actually took a photograph of all... 22, is it 15? 15, and then okay. at one point I heard 10, and but a part a of A lot that, of millions. A lot of, or a big part of it was a non-disclosure thing had to be signed. Yeah. And they took part, they took photographs of all his body in different parts so that, so that they could see what he looked like. And supposedly... Body, Jordan Chandler's? No, Michael's. Okay. But Jordan was able to describe. <gasps> so that was why, like, no, that's not like in never in li- his genitalia. Yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. And then, but the- as in, did he have some weird stuff going on? Like, as in, no, I don't think so. But he was able. Maybe like someone could have, uh, I don't like know, like a mole or something. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm sure people, you know, whatever. And then the next case was in 2005, and James. James Safecheck said to his mam so they both testified for Michael in the first one yeah and the two of them hadn't really been in much contact with him and then there was kind of contact after that like kind of to reward them almost mm. so he, he gave loads of money to the different families and he said like said to James like don't be worrying about school and everything he met him doing a Pepsi commercial but he was giving him loads of money and funding like film college for him Okay. But he said it was all part of the control that, like, you know, that he needed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was funding this whole thing, and um, which James, would obviously totally negate their testimony. Then, yeah, if he was basically bankrolling their lives. Yeah, there wasn't like a big cash like payout. Thanks for doing that. But there was definitely kind of oh, I will look after you because his parents had taken a loan from Michael to buy a house, and he just wrote off the loan. He's like, oh no, no, you don't need to pay that back. So, um. Then in the 2005 case, James went to his mother and said, I don't want to. He's not a good person. And she didn't push him on it. 
but she knew what he was saying then, but didn't push him on it. And then, but there was no discussion what about it. What was the 2005 case again? That was another That kid. was another, yeah, that was another kid. But Wade Robson testified. Yeah, but in the documentary, which I thought was interesting, Wade said to his mom about 2005, I don't want to do it. And she kind of questioned him about it. Then she's like, well, hang on a second. Do you think he's guilty? And he said, no. And he said, well, she's like, I think you should help your friend then. So initially he didn't want to. <coughs> but was even kind of not only getting pressure from Michael and his thing, but was getting pressure from his own mother. The thing is insane. I would listen to Michael Jackson like once a week, like in the car and whatever. And I was going to put on Scream the other morning. Like it was just out of habit and I actually couldn't put it on. Sorry, I just think that's a real insight into Emma's mind. <laughs> that her yeah. like get up, start the day song is scream. Make me wanna scream. Oh yeah. But I will say I was getting my shellac removed. I know now this is really when McGregor, this is when all the men switch yeah, off you're because we've had a lot of her. we've had a lot of talk about nails today. But a Michael Jackson playlist actually came on oh, last yeah. night uh, in the it? yesterday evening in the nail place. And do you know what? It did make me a bit uncomfortable. I was scanning the room to see what anyone say, listen, turn that off. I don't know. Like, it's... Well, the thing about now Jordan being able to describe his body, because I'd imagine that there were kind of... There was probably oh, no, some but skin like, patches and stuff look, going on, like, you know... The way the it was, was the thing with Jordan and why that was settled out of court for huge amounts of money. You know, you would only do that if there... <laughs> I mean, not. I'm not saying when anyone does that, it, it's totally like, oh, they're guilty. But I think a you lot of time hide something. He's got enough money to take it to court, and or for them to drop the case if there's, you know, if there, if there's no credible information, or you know what I mean. Like, you don't have to just pay out somebody just to make the whole thing stop. Yeah. Like if you ha- if you can afford the best of the best law- lawyers, if his story is bullshit. Surely you can finish this before it needs to go to court and I they just walk away and go, oh, if, I'm a, if I thought at the time, out. my thing with the whole, well, I mean, I suppose before this whole leaving Neverland thing, but yeah. I would have thought with the whole Michael Jackson, Jordan Chandler thing, my thinking on it was, and this is just me being honest, I thought he wasn't guilty of sexual abuse, mm. but I thought he was guilty of inappropriate behaviour. Yeah. Um as in like as in just being inappropriate with the child which like 100% like I'm sorry like is comp- you know no, what you I mean see, is repellent I, but I mm. thought like as in you know I thought I didn't think out, like outright sex abuse I would have thought inappropriate in that like maybe watching inappropriate things together and inappropriately intimate relationship in the sense of like you know like there's no way an, an, a fucking adult we've talked about this with Drake yeah. should be that good friends with a child that yeah. is not related to like so I thought that level of inappropriateness but it's only as the information has come to the forum like yeah. okay well he obviously there was something sexual to this relationship as well so I would have initially yeah. thought with very little facts at my at my disposal I didn't know a lot about it I would think inappropriate. Like then, you see, I was even thinking previous to this, and this is when it, obviously when the Jordan thing happened, we were all young. But at the time, I was like, maybe he gave him alcohol, maybe he was smoking with them, or you know, that's how as a young person I interpreted. Maybe that's why he paid him off because he didn't want all that stuff coming out. And it's only now, in like obviously, you know, with re- leaving Neverland, but in the last couple of years, when I have more information about it, I'm like, okay, there was obviously something sexual. So I think a lot of people. Yeah. Like my young uh, teenage self or preteen self would have thought, okay, maybe he paid him off because he realized, listen, I don't want this shit coming out that I like gave alcohol to a child or I had an inappropriate like friendship with a child or it was all a bit weird. I realized that. That's why I'm paying him off to keep him quiet. Whereas now I think we look at it and we're like, look, obviously, yeah, something sexual. Yeah, I think happening. it's like. It's a great one, and we'll obviously talk about Michael Jackson properly down the line. But I just, I think it's a great one, uh, the story of that, to even emphasize the type of stars that existed during the nineties. Like he was a megastar, and stars like that just do not exist anymore. Yeah, like you could take Justin Bieber, right? But it's. I mean, it's just, you can't compare 
it's not you light see, and light. I think light. as well because the press weren't as intrusive then that like the likes of Michael Jackson could kind of rain on this pedestal and you but know you it was this element media, of so you didn't yes. have the constant like little it was, tidbits from yes. people. So like you know seeing Justin Bieber like going to 7-Eleven yeah. pour a coke in the middle of the night you're like okay he likes whereas Michael Jackson just existed in this other orbit. Yeah and I think in fairness at the start I was like Jesus I was like why are they going into such graphic detail so I think that's but I think they needed to like you said I think a lot of people thought that maybe there was a little bit of like oh he was kind of hugging him and why was he sleeping in yes. the bed with kids and it was kind of inappropriate but I think they actually needed to spell it out and say this wasn't just somebody being inappropriate as you said and kind of a bit weird this was somebody grooming children and and I know, think the reason they need performing that sexual of, acts oh and them vice versa. So I think, I think in a way you actually needed to hear because I I think a lot of us just accepted the whole thing of like we didn't ex- like me and you we weren't big fans. We were like he's just like a little boy. He's just chubby. We were just, we would have been just like, he's just a and fucking you see, weirdo. That's why I think they you might not yes, mean you wouldn't have thought that he was raping children. Like you know what I mean. I mean, now I did, to be honest, I read an extract um, about one of the rapes with Wade Robson. And I think, to be honest, it has turned me off watching it. And then I don't know if I could watch it either now. It's a hard watch. Based on and that you know level of detail. That obviously, we spoke about Macaulay Culkin. So the episode we did about Macaulay Culkin, I'd be interested even to listen back to that ourselves now. Because I know we kind of touched on Michael and he was always... He championed But Michael, I think I said in that at the time. I think I said in that my thing with Macaulay Culkin was he has always been so adamant that he wasn't sexually abused by Michael Jackson. And I think in that episode I commented on the fact that he and I don't know did you agree with me, but I uh because I have said this before, so I'm sure I said it that said in that episode. Again, when I was not furnished with the facts, but I was like, listen, you know, a lot of people have said something like that happened, but I just think would he really be this besotted with his goddaughter Paris Jackson if her father really had like sexually abused him, etc. But like now I'm just like, okay, that's blow this whole thing's blowing my theory it out totally of the water. It makes sense why they felt protective over him for so long and still loved him. And people were like, oh, Wade was like getting work from the Jackson family and da da da. Yeah, but he, he actually still loved Michael. Mm. And it wasn't until he was older he was kind of like, no, this was really, really wrong. He was seven, like. Oh, he was his idol. Like, and he is was it true God. that he was kind of saying that he... Oh, God, I read some awful quote, to be honest. Now, this is really disturbing, but it just is something that kind of made an indelible mark on my soul. But someone of them said, now, this could have been in the episode you didn't see. Oh, no, I saw all they, of it. Oh, you saw yeah, all yeah, of it, yeah. but that they were saying, like, oh, you know, at first, when we first, like, started, you know... Uh, getting sexually intimate it was just every day because that's what happens when you fall in love with someone for the first time it's like you know you're just having sex every day Uh, Emma I actually just thought I was going to get physically sick when I read that in this extract I don't know was I think it was Rolling Stone published a couple of details previous to this is obviously when it premiered at the festival but like I just just when he that comment to me I was like okay this is real yeah, because, because the think, way he was framing yeah. it, obviously in his in his mind, which is so disturbing, and it is probably an insight into these paedophilic relationships, that they like make that child feel we are in a relationship. We're in. Yeah, this is a but relationship. This is what he said to them, "I love you. You love me. This is how we express our love." He was really nice to them. Bought them loads of shit. Was always nice. Was never like forceful, and you know. It was all a lot of fun. And but that's what grooming is. did all this horrible shit. As in, this is an extension of our love. See, like, this James is, saying, you know, like, if you love me, yeah. you will. And Jane said that, like, so you kind of, you loved him so much. But then that was amplified by how much the whole world loved him. So mm. James is at home and say so he's seen uh, footage on the news of Michael Jackson meeting fucking Princess Diana, meeting whoever, like, you know, the whole world being fucking mad from. So it, you and have to watch it's it. The thing of, it's like the Jimmy Savile thing, isn't it? Yeah, that like, yeah. I mean, if you have had, if you have been violated by someone and then you switch on your television and the the world seems to adore this person who has violated you, yeah. immediately that turns inward then and you say, listen, there's an, obviously nothing wrong with that person. Yeah. So... 
there might be something wrong with me if I think this is wrong. It's obviously okay because all these people think this person is great. So therefore, what he did to me was fine. It's not a big deal. Like you can imagine all that turning inward. Yeah, and it's all private jets. It's like, so he'd do different things for different kids. So like with James, he knew he was into movies. So they'd get to watch movies before they were even released. With Wade, it was all like he was a, a massive Michael Jackson fan, so he'd let him listen to music before it was released, and it was all like very and exciting. Know what Fred and said, which I thought was so sad, he was at Porky Cueve. Actually, two sad memories before we wrap this up about yeah. Porky Cueve, um, when Michael Jackson played there. So one yeah. was he said that Jerry Ryan was there mm. and it was like a really sunny day and Jerry Ryan gave him his sunglasses which I thought was so sad like because obviously Jer- Jerry like we've lost Jerry the last few years and just there was an interview I saw on Ray Darcy on Saturday with Lavinia Kerwick I don't oh, know yeah. if you watched it no, no, you I know she was the she was a woman who was raped in the early 90s in Ireland and the judge brutally raped um, just a random attack in yeah. Kilkenny and it went to the high court, um, it went to the circuit court uh, because the local district court in Kilkenny couldn't obviously impose like an, uh, a reasonable sentence, like given the nature of the crime. And the judge in the district court said to her rapist, he admitted he pleaded guilty at the last mm-hmm. minute. He said, oh, listen, I'll give you a year to prove yourself and come back to me. So they had to go back to Kilkenny. So this man had ad- admitted that he had brutally raped her. Um, left her with horrific physical injuries and all the rest and was given a year to be a free man in Kilkenny. And then they went back the following year and he, the judge said, listen, I think you've really proved yourself. So look, we'll just scratch this. You know, we'll put this down to a bad day at the office. And he never served one day in prison, even though he pled guilty to this crime. And Lavinia Kerwick rang Jerry Ryan. Mm. And basically the two of them, like they had this amazing conversation and it was probably the first time that rape had been discussed on the yes. public airways oh, in Ireland. Oh, is this on the late, late? She, Yes. Yeah, well, yeah. she was probably on the late, late as well. She oh, was yeah. on, uh, no, she was on the late, late. You're right. Not yeah. Ray Darcy, but she was talking about this and like, you know, just even the way she was talking about Jerry Ryan, she said, you know, what a lot of people don't know is I might come up to go to the Dublin Rape Crisis Centre and he would come with me. He'd make sure I got back to the train. Okay. And all that. And then I was saying to Fred about this interview and he was like oh yeah sure I can remember a porky queeve and the sun was getting in my eyes and Jerry gave me his glasses just really mm. lovely like that real gentleness but also the second thing he said which just really oh it's just so sad when you think about it was it Wade who was at this concert with him or was it Jordan it was probably Jordan Chandler was at this concert in porky queeve mm-hmm. I think it was Jordan Chandler and Fred said I can remember looking at him on stage because Michael Jackson brought him out on stage yeah that was a thing he did at the end he'd bring out kids but and have, being yeah so jealous of him yeah. and like Fred was actually very like upset to him and he was like I had no clue like what was going on like to think I looked at him and I thought I want to be you yeah you see that's the and power then I of didn't, it all and then I didn't realise that that child was probably getting sexually abused that yeah. evening that but was that's what, what he Wade had said. to do to Wade, get on that stage it's just Wade ugh. even said about um you know testifying mm. in court especially in 95 he would have been 11 was it 11 yeah he was happy to do that and Oprah did a special with them then obviously Oprah had to get in on it but fair play she did and she was asked about it and she's like did you know that you were kind of lying firm or whatever and he's like he was trying to explain he's like did she do this in recent times yeah yeah so after the the leaving Neverland she did oh so very recently yeah yeah it's on YouTube so there's she meets James Wade and the um, uh, director. Okay. What's his name? I have it written down there. Um, Dan something. Something. And um, she was like, were you aware that you were lying for him? And he was like trying to explain uh, like that he hadn't even gone that far in his mind. He hadn't even kind of, you know, began to even think about what he was doing was wrong that he was just like he was happy to protect Michael and do a good thing for Michael and even in the 2005 case Wade is credited as being like paramount to that case to being acquitted because he was a rock solid witness and they'd go out like he'd be in standing there for hours getting questioned hours trying to break him down and whatever and he didn't and he kept his story and da 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 and again he said he was just happy and he said he does feel guilty about that that he couldn't 
he wasn't ready at the time mm. to like give the other victims like the validation that they needed. Well, he wasn't but he just ready wasn't to ready. break. He wasn't ready to break that narrative because no. it would mean that everything had been a lie. Yes, he said. Based and he's right. I mean, he, it would be shattering. His whole life would have been a lie because basically, that's yeah. The competition. He was five. Met him again. Then when he was seven, the family. He ended up moving over to L.A. with his mom and his sister. So broke up the family. The dad stayed at home with the older brother. And that was their whole life. And yeah. And to accept that that had all his been built, life. built and like, And also to accept maybe, I mean, even, you know, like, you know, the mother saying, listen, you know, if he's your friend, you should do this. Like also having to process the fact that his, like, say his mother uh, not, I mean, obviously had not been complicit, but putting that pressure on him, like accepting that your mother was wrong yeah. is also huge for yeah, someone. So the relationship, because obviously like are... accepting like that I was betrayed as a child. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, you know, I mean, obviously, um, like the, his, his mother was unaware, but also to accept like that sense of, um, being let down by a parent like yeah. to process that would be just catastrophic as well I know I know but you look like I could talk about that all question, day question before we finish up yeah. uh, well obviously two questions first of all you'd have no doubt in your mind having watched it that he's guilty no doubt in my mind like for some of some of their not that I'm saying this is what I found but I'm just saying like the peop, you know uh, some of their dates may be wrong or some of their information may be wrong but there's no doubt that it's true well do you know what I think for me reading that quote from it was the other guy was the same safe check is that yeah, his name yeah. when he said that about when we first got together it was just every day because that's what happens when you first start seeing someone it's like every day you're having sex with them that part to me I was like anything you know if it anything that has the ring of truth to that degree it honestly gave me shivers like I nearly got physically sick and in that moment I was like okay I think this is 100% yeah. like what went on but with Michael Jackson all these They've, kids people are like oh they do it for the money they do it for the money they didn't get paid for the show there's actually no fucking there's no riches to be reaped from this they could write a book about their lie you know, people say, oh, they're going to write a book, a big fucking book. They could write a book about the lie that they told and people would still buy it. The other side Well, this is it. They can it. make a documentary always... on Michael Jackson, the saviour and the and man who bankrolled me to college. Michael Jackson, the man who supported me and my family. Michael Jackson, the man who yeah. bought my parents a house. Like, they could go with that uh, so I don't, I, and they would as you say money. that would probably be more financially lucrative because I'm sure I speak for many when I say I don't think I can sit down and watch this but you know whereas the flip side of it if the narrative was about like Michael Jackson like, was actually this really good guy we could all sit down and rock up to the Omniplex and buy our yeah. like fucking extra large popcorn and pack of teasers and watch it and it would be more financially lucrative for them to do that but this, this, the only reason they would yeah. choose this avenue is if it's the truth. I'm not saying that everyone who talks about abuse and rape and whatever should just be believed without any questions or you know, and just like, oh well, if they said that's what happened, that's what happened. Like that, like why would you lie? But I really, you know, have this issue with like, uh, there isn't like these fucking riches galore to be raped from saying that you're raped. Like, oh yeah, well say you're raped because you'll get cash. Like it just doesn't. No, it doesn't equate. It does, but my second question, and then we're wrapping up because you've to go off to a birthday party. Party, yeah. party. get the jellies on. I know. Um, my second question is: Do you agree, or do you have said that they are um not going to be playing Michael Jackson anytime soon? Do you agree? It, that, I Can we really separate hard. the monster yeah, from you the see, music? I find that really hard because even I saw Louis Theroux talking about the documentary as well, and he his point was like, if you if you can't accept that Michael Jackson was like a paedophile and groomed children and abused them. He's like, you know, you're fucking deranged, basically, is what he said. But he was like, in terms of separating the, uh, the you know, kind of the music from the artist, he made a very good point, because I was like, oh, stop playing it or whatever. Now, when I turned it off, it was my own choice just to turn off my fucking playlist. But he was saying that uh, if you're going to start putting artists 
kind of up to this standard of he said like people were talking about like there was no criminal charges against Michael or whatever he's like but we we can't equate everything to like did somebody break the law there has to be the moral compass of, as well of did somebody do something that was morally wrong so even if he was never charged whatever spending all this time with children in his bedroom da, 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 like is that is it morally wrong even if he wasn't charged with anything or never went to jail so would Louis think would Louis but think we should still play his music he was kind of saying yeah if you start kind of looking at artists and holding them up to this thing that they have to be morally okay on this front, this front, this front, this front, then. Because I was even thinking of, who was I thinking? I was thinking of Whitney Houston the other day. I was like, okay, not that she's Michael Jackson, but I was like, she was an addict who, there's no doubt about it, loved her daughter, but obviously her daughter suffered neglect. Mm -hmm. because Huge emotional neglect. Yeah, because they got nannies in to look after her while they went into drugs and they both said that themselves and uh, yeah as you said a lot of emotional neglect there should we stop listening to Whitney now yeah. because she treated well, her I daughter well I suppose r- the analogy you know morally she kind of the fucked mirror, her daughter up I think the mirror people are using is Gary Glitter in yes. that for a long it's been a long long time since we've heard a Gary Glitter song no, on the radio no, that's gone yeah but then so people make should the point we not he apply Michael the same? Jackson. I mean, Michael Jackson's catalogue and the quality is extensive. So I think we kind of nearly make the decision of you see, how I good is the music. I think we're at the age, I think people of our generation will never be able to completely divorce ourselves from the music. No. Because, you know, I felt uncomfortable yesterday getting yeah. the nails done when the Michael Jackson playlist came on. I yeah. was scanning the room. I was kind of waiting for someone to say, listen, would we turn this off? I didn't do it. Maybe other people were doing the same thing as me. Mm. But there can be no, de- I mean, then, you know, there can be no denying the likes of black or white um, you know what's that other one? Um, oh, somebody was saying like one of his 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 music. A lot of the it way has, you make me feel like it's hard for me. His it's music hard for has me. a lot of good messages in the music, you know. And people are saying like we don't want to lose that. Well, I know, mean, I would say like the Earth likes of Black and White and or like gem. fucking Earth song was like literally my least favorite Michael Jackson <laughs> song ever. But I would say it's I cannot honestly say that if. The way you make me feel came on the radio right now, Emma. I cannot you say that sing. I would turn the station. Well, I, I probably now, would moment, today. Yeah, yeah. I probably yeah. would today, but I don't know if two years down the line, because there, we have so many memories attached to this music. I know. I know. Like, I mean, anyone who's in their mid thirties, our age, you'd probably grew up feel with this you'd music. probably feel differently about it if he was still alive, because then you'd be like, well, I don't want to make money off his back catalogue. So it's kind of different the fact that he's dead as well. But I don't know now if I'll be able to voluntarily listen to Michael Jackson again. But if it came on the radio in a couple of years' time, that's me being honest. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, exactly I will what say, you mean. I will say this much: it, it's on Michael Jackson. I have a good few Michael Jackson songs in my running playlist, even though I rarely go running. But I like to go to my running playlist because <laughs> it makes me feel better about myself. Yeah, yeah. But if the next time I do go for run, because I have actually started in the last week now. If it went to Michael Jackson's song for the foreseeable, I'd have to, I'd have to, I'd mm. have to skip through. I just think I'd be removing from the playlist now. I will say on a final note, I think the day I was done with Michael Jackson was. Do you remember at the was it the MTV Awards or the yeah the MTV Awards and he pretended to be Jesus and that was for Earth Song. You saying about Earth Song oh, yeah. and all the kids came up and all the sick people and he was healing them and Jarvis Cocker shout out we fucking love Jarvis Cocker stormed the stage and he was like this is wrong, but I will say and I'm sure you were the same. Yeah. At that moment, I was like, Michael Jackson has lost the fucking plot, equating yeah. himself to like Jesus. Even, yeah. And that's as someone who grew up with him yeah. and loved him. But in that moment, I can remember chatting to people about it and being absolutely... And I remember chatting to a hardcore friend of mine who was a hardcore Michael Jackson fan. <laughs> and he was given out about Jarvis Cocker. And I was like, no. no. Like, yeah. that's when, you know, when someone's equating themselves to a healer and messiah. Yeah. I can remember having a thought process where I was like, okay maybe this guy is a bit fucking sinister because who does that? Yeah, well look, the duet that we had planned with Tito for Christmas is now 
Tino is still weaning out that he was an innocent man. I saw Tino floating well, around the there fa- the last week. Oh yeah, week. yeah. The family have, to, and they're like, we knew him. He didn't. They probably do not feature in this documentary at all. They weren't around. I mean, look. Okay, look, we just need to fucking move on from this Listen, now. welcome to I the comedy podcast. Oh, listen, I tell you this much. I said, well, look, so lads, I am week. actually dying for a piddle. So I just need to run in here, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. That okay? Let's go for it, yeah. Um, because we don't want the podcasting to get too involved. Okay, so listen, thanks for everything. You've been beautiful. You've We've been, great. been beautiful. You've been particularly good. And listen, week, listener, you don't need makeup. Know that. Yeah. And no matter what poor old, what, no matter what time poor old Fred I'm goes to bed for at. Piddle. Okay, look, look, we love Listen, you. Listen, can we just ask one quick favour before we sign off? Can you download? Because yeah, so download. many people are listening and not downloading. Download. And the download is what counts, guys. Okay, download that's what counts. Podcast. It's not the makeup. Tell it's not the shape of your nails. It's not Tito. The it's the downloading. That's what counts. I have been it's Julie J. I've been Emma Doran. Thanks very much. Thank you. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.